Okay. So let's continue with the update. Focus on the Hague Accord. That's how we want to frame it. We want to frame it that way because we want it to be credible in terms of there being a question around transnational, transgenerational breaches of international human rights law. We're talking like about, I think from my perspective, obviously we can go all the way back, but for the last five generations, definitely Australia. I mean, as far as I situate myself as being post-colonial. So I had a conversation with the social ant today and she's going to assist in, um, so one of the articles, I'm not sure which article it is, I don't know why I want to say article 53, but I think that's wrong. I think that has to cross with something else. Anyway, let me not. So it talks about um, material sites. And so there's something here, like there are actual, the homes still remain here. They're like, you know, I don't know if it's being heritage listed. As far as I know, they're in some kind of conversation with the local um, native council about, um, I guess, the terms of how it's going to be established. But as far as a material site, um, there is, there are like the homes still exist here, like the concentration spaces where they take them and auction them and, and things like that. where they'd keep them imprisoned, where they would sexually abuse them, um, and where they would administrate the, uh, you know, profiting of the government by the enslavement of, of my father. So it'll be really good because she, she is a doctor in, a doctor of anthropology, I think is what she is. And she is like, of Native American descent. So that will be, um, I think, an important perspective to present. And I did ask her to look at it in terms of, you know, on the terms that I've just referred to. And I'm thinking, obviously, there are Jim Crow sites that will be relevant from that period. And there are also um, you know, places like Gettysburg, where those civil rights sites sit, are a part of that legacy as well. They're a part of you know, the, the story or the narrative of how she came to travel to Australia in 
and around those circumstances. So I think that as far as proof of, of international transnational crimes, and given that there were uh, anti-slavery conventions and even amendments, because there was an awareness of, of kind of the voids uh, in, in the um, anti-slavery convention, by virtue of the fact that there are those documents during that period through which she was kind of exploited here. And through which her bloodline was exploited here, I think they can be, you know, referenced as significant sites uh, with respect to the Hague Accord. Eva, even though I don't know all of the history and I wish I knew more about the Civil War and it is one of the fucking irritants of my life that I haven't really just had the headspace or even the, the emotional and mental peace and headspace to go and do that research. Like it's, it really irritates me. because I just feel like time is passing, you know? Time is passing. You know, but for a, for a number of things, but it's just, it's such an emotional strain on me. So it's such an emotional and mental strain on me. And I, I try to say this in, at every episode, you know, when I talk about it, because I don't want people to think that I'm just walking around, you know, all fucking with my head up in the fucking sky, you know, like castle in the fucking sky type of mentality. I'm doing the work internally and I'm also doing the work, you know, like the, the labor of research. And creativity is definitely a really, really important part of that. So, yeah, still really pissed off about everything else, but we're not going to rave about it. I'm the more I fucking collect, the more irritated I get, because I can see that there has been this interaction that's been happening on some level and for some reason that remains unexplained but resulted in, in the events that occurred. Um, including blocking the mic, like, what the fuck? just a creepy fucking thing to do but yeah so I, I feel like and I'm just trying to pace my, my way through it I was thinking of getting a bottle of wine tonight and just having a glass and Just chilling the fuck out for a minute. Things improve incrementally, but there there is this incremental normalization 
that that woman speaks about when she talks about hazing um, and the damage it does. This incremental normalization that within the structures around me and, and with the individuals that I've been attempting to interact with. So it's just like, oh, you'll deal with it. You'll get, oh, you know what I mean? It'll be all good. And we're not talking about something that happened 50 years ago. We're talking about something that happened, something that's happening, happening right now, you know. With exceptional, exceptional um, qualities. So, and the other thing I, is I always feel better when I actually do get into it. When I actually do get into the research and I've had my fucking spew about things, my purge. Just, you know, and I prefer to be angry than, than sad about it. Because the sadness is just, it's so draining. It just saps so much from me. It just saps so much. So I much prefer to be angry about it because that gives me at least, well, I mean, first and foremost, I have every right to be angry about it. And people have really been behaving as though that's not the case. But that's not the fucking case. And the way that this has been government, you know, sanctioned actions, funding, is really, it's very fucking disturbing. Like, I can't say that this would not have happened without the um, acquiescence of the state. That's just a fact. It would never have fucking happened if the state were involved. And so these are fundamentally um, acts that inflict in circumstances that are very, you know, they've been borderline for a fucking minute as far as international law. And if you listen to international scholars around the world, well, just even on, you know, native or African-American, the evidence is, is overwhelming. The evidence is overwhelming that there has been a genocide taking place. Um, and in my particular case, because there are, there are only like literally, quite literally a couple of us. It's, you know, it's, 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 this is really, really fucking concerning. People should be concerned about it. Motherfuckers so like a white rhino and there was only like two of them or four of them left or something. They'd be like, oh my God, they would be up in arms about it. Peter'd be out there, you know. But in this case, we're not having that kind of, it's not even a, a healthy dialogue around it. And those authorities that have consistently played a role in these state sanctioned breaches of human rights. They haven't gone out of their fucking way to, to reach out or do anything, you know. 
while obviously being quite conscious of what's going on. And that's the other irritating thing about seeing that people are observing what's going on and they're still hanging around with the pedophile supporters, you know? Seeing that people are observing what's going on and they're still, you know, putting time and energy and resources and building alliances with people who are, I mean, counterproductive is just, it just doesn't cut it. And it's been such a struggle and there have been so many kind of layers and tears to this. And they've been unfolding over, you know, over time. It's not like I just wham, bam, it all came at once type thing. It's been five years of the, you know, slow release, like a poison pill approach, slow release of information that's damaging. And so you're consistently in this state of being kind of, you know, just starting to build yourself up. And then the next thing drops. And it's hard not to observe that as an attack and a ruthless attack, particularly anybody who's had any kind of background in psychology, particularly anybody who's had any kind of background in law. People would be very much aware or, you know, international law, government, human rights in any fucking arena. People are very aware of just how cruel that is. And I think I express it very well. Do you know what I mean? I don't have a problem expressing how distressed I have been over this period. How incredibly distressed I've been over this period. And mostly with the corruption around the silence, you know, the relationship between um, the silence of the rape the silence of the sabotage from Korea, the silence of the exploitation, the silence of, you know what I mean? Like, just to keep some cutting the fucking, some, some pretentious, and, you know, we're not talking about class here, like, I, I'm not someone who's anti-capitalism, I don't hate um, class structures. And I should probably do a podcast about that so people understand why. But I think that, you know, just the kind of level of apathy and comfort with what's going on is really quite um, despicable. Just really, really shallow and like fucking weird. I have to say, it's it's really, really abnormal. It's conduct that is really, really abnormal, like dysfunctionally abnormal. And it's been destructive, not just in my life, as we talk, but you know, in, in so many people's lives for so fucking long.
and it's occurred with you know a blatant disregard and disrespect a lack of acknowledgement from those institutions who alleged to be the leaders of you know civil liberties freedoms and i just watched you know i've just been watching that um some older footage from barack obama as president please don't stop me i watched you know most interestingly his um presentation in the UK recently and he talked about these shared goals of the development and the expansion of freedom and the inclusion of those nations that have largely been excluded from leadership which was an interesting way to put it certainly not um I mean, it was more diplomatic than acknowledging dependency theory. But these, you know, beautiful, beautiful ideas. Like, I love me some politics. I really do. I get fucking down for it. And they are, they are wonderful ideas. They do require commitment. They do require effort. They do require courage. And if democracy equates with our human rights, which excludes minority groups, it's not much of a fucking democracy. Particularly when that, you know, that excludes minorities within minorities with some of the worst atrocities in human history. Anywho, that's my spiel for that. So we're back on the Hague Accord and I you know, have my social anthropologist friend who happens to be Native American um, and willingly going to assist me in that. Or at least write, you know, she's gonna do like a material representation of the sites. Um, using the language of international human rights in the Hague Accord. Uh, Nairo, wait.